Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello. I have a humble suggestion of a poem for you to memorize. So this episode could be called Memorize This Poem. You don't have to, but it's one that I have found is very fun to have rattling around in my brain for a variety of reasons. It's called Sea Fever by John Macefield. I'll read it, say a few words about what makes it so juicy to memorize, and then read it again. Again, it's Sea Fever by John Macefield. I must go down to the seas again, to the lonely sea and the sky, and all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by, and the wheels kick and the winds song and the white sails shaking, and a gray mist on the sea's face and a gray dawn breaking. I must go down to the seas again, for the call of the running tide is a wild call and a clear call that may not be denied. And all I ask is a windy day with the white clouds flying, and the flung spray, and the blown spume, and the seagulls crying. I must go down to the seas again, to the vagrant gypsy life, to the gold's way, and the whale's way, where the wind's like a wetted knife. And all I ask is a merry yarn from a laughing fellow rover, and quiet sleep, and a sweet dream when the long trick's over. I don't even like boats, and that makes me want to go sailing. I feel like there's an excitement pent up in this one that's part of what makes it so fun. I looked up what trick means at the end. It says when the long trick's over and learned that that's nautical jargon for a turn at the helm. So that made this poem more relatable to me because I've never sailed a sailboat, but I know what it's like to have my turn at the wheel be over and have a sweet sleep afterwards. So... One reason I suggest this as a poem to memorize is that it's interwoven in our cultural fabric pretty thoroughly. I started having the kids memorize it last spring, and in the month or so we were working on it, we watched two movies wherein parts of this poem were quoted. One was the old Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and one was a newer movie, I think in the late 90s, called Dolphin Tale. So it was a week or two apart that we watched movies with that quoted this poem. So since then, I've also, even just the other day, I saw a library book and the title was a line from this poem. So if you memorize this one and in the next six months, you don't hear some sort of reference to it somewhere, I'll give you a coffee. I'll buy you a coffee. I have a feeling you'll start hearing little snippets of it once you have it memorized. And that's always a very fun experience. Another reason... I think it's great for memorization is it's not difficult. This has this rollicking rhythm and rhyme scheme that are very even and predictable. Makes it so easy to remember what comes next because you know you've got, you know, four more syllables and it has to end rhyme with way and just makes it easy for your brain to figure out. So it might be a delightful surprise how quickly it'll get into your little brain if you want it to. The third reason is that the sounds in this poem are so juicy. I already used that word. They're so good. And I think as long as, I'm no brain scientist, 
But I think as long as you're reading a poem or listening to a poem that isn't memorized, there's a part of you that's working to understand it, take it in. Once it's memorized, that layer goes away. And it just seems to me like the sounds and rhythms themselves have been internalized as part of my own way of thinking. And it lets me really realize how much I can dig into certain sounds, even when I'm not saying it out loud. Um, let's see, what am I talking about? What are some examples? Um, I love the line that says call three times because that really sounds to me like a seagull. So obviously there's sounds that are fun because they're onomatopoetic and they sound like what they're talking about. So that call, call, call there um, in such a short period of time makes me think of a goal and it sounds like a call, which is what it's talking about. Um, and there's something about the W's. I wish somebody could help me understand why the repeated W sound is so satisfying. I get it when it's onomatopoeia. I get when S's are hissing like snakes or words like crackle and snap are sounding like what they are, but there's something so fun about the gull's way and the whale's way where the wind's like a wetted knife. I hope you get a chance to say that out loud to yourself sometime soon. Let me know if you memorize this or if you memorize anything at all. I'm also curious about reasons other people might want to memorize poetry. Mine seems strange to myself sometimes. One is that it's fun, but the other is I feel some sort of need to stock up for a dire situation where I'd be left without books, maybe locked up in solitary confinement with nothing but what's in my own head. And I would definitely want some beautiful words of scripture and literature to keep me company. I was reading a New Yorker article that helped me feel a little bit better about my weird obsession with preparing for long hospital stays or terms in prison. It's by Brad Lighthouser, and it's called Why We Should Memorize. The article mostly focuses on poetry, and he talks about his mom paying him to memorize poetry, paying him by the line when he was a child to memorize poetry, and how thankful he is today to have that with him. But there was a paragraph in here that I especially liked. This is what he says. My late colleague, Joseph Brodsky, who died in 1996, used to appall his students by requiring them to memorize something like a thousand lines each semester. He felt he was preparing them for the future. They might need such verses later in life. His own biography provided a stirring example of the virtues of mental husbandry He'd been grateful for every scrap of poetry he had in his head during his enforced exile in the Arctic, banished there by a Soviet government that did not know what to do with his genius and expelled him from the country in 1972. So yes, it's horrible to know this actually happens, but maybe a little bit gratifying to realize that this is in fact something that helps keep people sane in circumstances that would other otherwise be even more unbearable. So on that somber note, I'm going to read it again. Sea Fever by John Macefield. I must go down to the seas again, to the lonely sea and the sky, and all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by, and the wheels kick and the wind's song and the white sails shaking, and a gray mist on the sea's face and a gray dawn breaking. 
I must go down to the seas again, for the call of the running tide is a wild call and a clear call that may not be denied. And all I ask is a windy day with the white clouds flying, and the flung spray and the blown spume and the seagulls crying. I must go down to the seas again, to the vagrant gypsy life, to the gull's way and the whale's way where the wind's like a wetted knife. And all I ask is a merry yarn from a laughing fellow rover, and quiet sleep and a sweet dream when the long trick's over. Part of my vision for Take This Poem was to have it be interactive. I imagined it as a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. So what would that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. You could send me a voice recording of you reading a poem to be included in a mailbag poetry reading. Commenting on the poem is welcome, but optional. Don't be shy. It's the only voice you got. What better use for it do you have than reading beautiful words out loud? Also, you could request a poem that you'd like to hear me read and ponder on the show. Or tell me what you've been thinking about these days and I could play literary matchmaker and choose a poem for you. And by the way, I am aware that I have a small but loyal following of youngsters out there and these invitations are all open to them as well. Send any of these or other ideas you have to take this poem podcast at gmail.com and join me in sharing good poems with this little community. I hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>